and sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. One of our next show topics should be like 80s movies, our favorite 80s movies. Absolutely. That's it. We're going to do that one. Top 10 favorite 80s movies. Oh, I can't do a top 10. Oh, I could probably do a top 10 Oh, I could do one easy. Well, I mean, there's so many great ones. Yeah. Um, Goonies is probably one of my favorite. Oh, that's one of my favorite all-time movies. Really? Goonies is awesome. I don't know why, dude. I never saw it when I was a kid. I just, it's oh, another one of those that I just saw like within the last couple of years. It's right. just like the nostalgia is just not there for Dude, me. So I, I, I don't Goonies. have that. Goonies is amazing. Yeah. It's a great movie. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but here we are, folks, here in a new podcast but, studio. So if you're, if you're, uh, watching on YouTube or whatever, um, this is a new studio, podcast studio. We have one thing on the wall right now. It's not going to stay there, <laughs> but there was a nail and I put it up on the wall. That's the clock on the wall. And um, so we have a lot of stuff to get up, a lot of memorabilia from uh, some sports stuff that I've acquired over the years and a lot of, uh, you know, things from the road and and different things like that. You know, I got my playbills from uh, the Grand Ole Opry that are going to go up on the wall and my billboard uh, plaque and stuff like that for top five country album. So you'll be seeing a bunch of bunch of stuff, uh, hopefully, soon. Whenever I get a chance, and yeah, this is kind of our our new home right now. It's yeah, nothing on the walls yet. It's but, a lot uh, warmer than the basement. It is. It is. Yeah. Yep. Warmer. Got a ceiling fan and yeah, TV on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so all right. Well, today's episode we're going to wrap up season one. I think uh, season one we went twelve episodes. This is number twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go twelve episodes in each season. I think that's a, a pretty fair number and a, and a, yeah. and a good way to kind of break it up so people can go, oh, I can go back and listen to the first 12, whatever, if they want to or not. Um, so starting at episode number one, obviously that was the one where I talked about myself uh, on the X Factor, my journey through the X Factor. Yeah. Um, and, and remember, if you guys want to uh, expand on any story, if you hear something on, on the on the the podcast that you're like, man, I'd really like to know more about this or more about that or hear a story about this. Is there any stories from you guys on on a certain subject or whatever? Just let us know, uh, and we'll we'll get to it. Absolutely, get to yeah. it um, and all that. So that's fun. Um, and so episode one, I don't know that we need to really talk about. It. I mean, it's kind of been said. Everything's been said. I've I've told the story many times, and um, so I don't know that we need to talk about anything from episode one really. Which um, episode one was. Uh... When you talked about X Factor, yeah, episode yeah. one was the X Factor, and uh, um, X episode two that was the episode we had to do twice. <laughs> well, because I, I there were so many things episode yeah. one, so um, I guess we could say that I, I talked for two and a half or three hours or something the first time we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it was and you're like, time. hey man, is there any <laughs> is there any what cool story? Yeah, because there any just a lot of it. It's just, just a, a lot, lot of story there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
and I can I can indulge more into certain uh, stories uh, from the show and all that. But uh, but we did it again. Went back and kind of kind of revamped the story just to make it fit in a in a better time spot. Um, episode two, we had uh, my my great friend, dear friend, and, and producer uh, Mike Rogers on. Uh, Mikey, man, if Listen, if you guys if you guys like music and and you want to hear somebody who is amazing, the nicest guy you're going to want to meet uh, and everything like that, and you can catch him performing all the time in Nashville. He's always performing um, at the Station Inn, um, and and now he's out with uh, Brotherly Love. They're doing their uh, tour they started. I know they did their first uh, show this week in Columbia, um, and I saw just on Facebook, some clips of it and stuff like that. It sounded awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> you guys got to make sure you check out Mike Rogers and you can go back on YouTube and, and uh, when he was with Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver, man, just, it is their version of precious memories is one of the greatest versions of that song I've ever heard. And mm. it is amazing. It is, it is so good that, you know, it, it's like, you can't not like the, you can't not like their version. And it's live. This is all live. And they're just throwing down. They were so good. So good. Um, so make sure you check out Michael. He's, uh, like I said, he's the sweetest sweetest person. Uh, just an all-around good dude. And episode, now episode number three uh, was really special for me because we had Jimmy Fortune uh, from the world-famous um, Hall of Fame, uh, Grand, uh, Grand Ole Opry, uh, Everything mm-hmm. won so many awards uh, with the Statler brothers. Um, we had Jimmy on, and another dear friend, a great person. He's just a great person, and and he's he tells a story about his first guitar, and and the story it was it was kind of like oh my god you know you kind of like oh wow that's cool, but then if you think about it, he had the he had the guitar for four years. Yeah, and. And uh, it had two strings on it. <laughs> it was a little plastic, cheap guitar. And we have a clip, right? We're, mm-hmm. We can play a clip from that. Yeah. So, all right, let's play a clip. And so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And maybe you'll go back and listen to the whole thing if you missed that one. Um, but this is episode three with Jimmy Fortune. This is just a little piece of him telling the story about his very first guitar. It's awesome. I found uh, an old guitar in a dump near my house because we were so poor and honest to God, we were so poor. I couldn't afford to buy an instrument. Okay. Uh, in a dump near my house, an old guitar that had two strings on it. and was actually a, a little plastic guitar. I took it home and I started playing, you know, little songs on it, like just, uh, it, on those two strings. Mm. I had that guitar for, uh, for about four years. And, uh, mom and dad, when I was 12 years old, Christmas, 1967, Scraped up enough money to buy me an old Harmony guitar for $52 that was too much rent and groceries for nine kids and mom and dad. Oh, man. And they got that guitar for me for Christmas, and I got it that year, and I held on to that. I, I saw it next to the Christmas tree sitting on the couch. I ran over and grabbed it. I said, if I can play, if I can learn to play and sing at the same time, Daddy, I'm going to make a living at this. Yes. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's a great story. That is a story. It's true. Yep. Every part of it's true. Yeah. So to think about that, uh, in, 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 I mean, he was destined to be Jimmy Fortune. 
Anyway, episode three was awesome just because yeah. his stories were so cool. And then the story about writing his very first number one hit, it was the very first song he ever, ever wrote. wrote. <laughs> He'd never tried to write a song before. And here he is. He's like, hey, guys, if I write a song, will you record it? And they're like, well, sure, if it's good enough, you know. Um, and then he goes back and pins Elizabeth. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, CMA song of the year. Number yeah. one hit, right Pretty out of nuts. The, just, I'm, just right oh out of the. Oh my god! Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I listen. I started writing the very first song I had ever written um, that I would like share with people. <clears throat> um, was in uh, the when I was in the Dixie Cadillac band, mm-hmm. um, and we were traveling one day, and I looked out the window and I see this old dirt road, and it's just winding up to nothing. And I'm like, man, that's pretty cool looking. And there's an old brick building, like down. We were continuing down the highway, and I see this old brick house, old farm brick house thing, yeah. you know, stone house. And I'm like, man, you know, staring down this winding road, you know, not knowing where it goes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's kind of how I started. And that's yeah. really, and I just, it was just what I was seeing. I was just kind of in my head, kind of writing this stuff down, you know, re- remembering what I was seeing at the time. And uh, we got to the hotel, and and I ran in and to the hotel as soon as we got our keys, and ran in the hotel, grabbed the little pad, the little <laughs> notepad and pen, and I just started writing it down. I started writing. I didn't have a uh, there was no melodic structure or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember seeing that that house that I that old stone house, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. But you could tell it had been rebuilt. Yeah. You know, because uh, it had brick mm-hmm. and old stone to yeah. it. You know, and I'm like, man, brick by brick, stone by stone. I'm picking up the pieces of, you know, whatever it was. And I, I can't remember all of it, but that was part of it, you know, just, um, and it was kind of a, and I, and I, and for whatever reason, I guess I was in a, in a ballady kind of mood, but the, the, <clears throat> the, um, melody to it was like brick by brick, stone by stone. I'm picking up the pieces, trying to find my way back home or whatever it was, Yeah, you know, but that was kind of what I was writing at the time. And, and that was the very first song I remember just writing all by myself. Um, you know, kind of, it was pretty cool, man. I, I mean, it was a terrible song. It didn't, it, <laughs> we didn't, you know, we worked it up and as a band, we worked it up and, and, you know, they helped me a ton with music and, and all that. And yeah, it just didn't, it never saw the light of day. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, some of the best songs never do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was just number one. It was number one hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you but know. but anyway, that was that was the first one that I really I could say that I had written a song. Well, speaking of um, first times of doing things, first uh, time. the first time that we tried to get together and record uh, our intros and outros for the <laughs> podcast, oh, it was a no. uh, it was a disaster. <clears throat> we only had like just. A few pieces of equipment, right? And you know, we were still yeah. kind of piecing it together. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was probably drunk. No, no, no it was just we, you know, it took us a while, but we finally got it together. I, I think, yeah, because we didn't. I mean, obviously, this is new to both of us. We never had right. a, tried a podcasting thing, or even, yeah. or even like something like this, where you have to kind of be the thing and and have this yeah. thing. And uh, yeah, it was it was. And I still have, um, there were some outtakes to that. So uh, (laughs) there we go. 
for the first time ever. All right, just be quiet for like five seconds. We're gonna try this one time and see how it goes. Hayden, <laughs> stop talking. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to ask a question, it can't pick head. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. You want to ask a question? Hit me up. Facebook, Twitter, Tinder, Grinder, whatever they are. <laughs> hey everybody, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, that's not a good one. Here we go. Hey guys, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and just to stay up on the latest up to date, whatever I was going to talk about there. That was terrible. <laughs> hey, did I say we were done? <laughs> it's amazing. We would have been done by now, but all the pots and pans banging in the background. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, some outtakes from our, from our first time trying to trying to record anything. You yeah. know, it, it's something as as simple as this seems to be. It's really not. It, it no. really takes a lot to like, kind of get it going and stuff like that. Right, because you think oh, it's just talking, mm -hmm. but when you're just talking, you can you can mess up or you can sure miss say a you know you you miss say something or you, you say something wrong and then mm -hmm. you know you don't have to go oh my god i gotta do that again you know because i sound like an idiot you know <laughs> I, I don't want i don't want people to know how dumb i really am you know what i mean so yeah it's it's harder it's it's harder than you think and yeah. and not to um not not to say a lot of things that are pointless as far as the ums and the ands and the right, uh, yeah, uh, you know that kind of thing. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to do that. I do it all the time. <laughs> I know I do, but it's I try to keep them down because there would be a ton more than what there already are. That's why I don't talk much because I know it'll be a lot of ums and ands. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should be the guy that talking. <laughs> Anyway, well, that's awesome. That's fun. See, yeah. uh, so let's move on. Number yep. four, episode number four. We yes. had the '90s country. We had yes. our buddy Roger Carson, longtime radio personality here in Kansas City, um, with 106.5, mm -hmm. and and oh man, love Roger. I gotta tell you, and and I and I, I think I said it in in the uh, in the in that podcast. Uh, Roger and Cody, what they did. Uh, on, on the X Factor thing for me here in Kansas City was mm -hmm. they went above and beyond. You yeah. know what I mean? The other radio stations weren't doing it, but they they just jumped on board and 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 took took lead on it. Um, which I'm forever grateful and thankful for those two for doing that. And I know their boss at the time didn't really care for it too much, you know. Um, and, and they just said, "No, we're going to do it yep. because it needs to be done." And and all that, so uh, I'm forever grateful for those two. And and uh, but Roger just he's a good dude. And and I don't know if have you seen his drawings, his artistry. No. Oh my god. Really? Oh, it's amazing. No kidding. No, no. He's been on Facebook. He'll put like found this old picture of an owl or something. <laughs> and I'm like, at first I'm like, eh. and then I realize he drew it or he wow. painted it. And I'm like, oh my god. No kidding. It's amazing. It is amazing. 
Yeah, wow. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, awesome. So uh, one of my one of the stories that he was telling from that episode that I thought was really kind of cool and and because as an artist, um, you know, when we we have our singles out or we're we're putting a single out, getting ready to you you do what's called a radio tour, um, and we have to go to these radio stations and play our single for them and you know talk to the to the program directors and music mm-hmm. directors and, and all that. Um, and every once in a while, we get to do a live thing on the air with their with their um, their DJs, right? So, right. Uh, and he tells a story of having some of those young up and coming '90s artists coming through. Yeah. And uh, Shania yes. was the one that came through. That's an awesome story. So uh, here's the Shania Twain Roger Carson story. He had the smart sport. He understood Toby Keith and the other is Shania Twain. Well, I said. Toby Keith, okay, yeah, he's got, should have been a cowboy, climbing the charts on the way to number one. Impressive. But Shania, really? She's on? Yeah, bring her in. <laughs> you know, so yeah. they bring her in. She's, Hopefully she's still wearing that bikini. <laughs> <laughs> she's stunning. I mean, unbelievably Absolutely. beautiful. Probably 26 at that point, had just come from Nashville. Of course, she was working a nightclub in Canada where they found her, if you will. Mm-hmm. But... In Nashville, she was like, hold it. Now, I don't play this having a luncheon and then write a song with 14 people. I write my own songs. So they were already having an attitude problem with her. (laughs) She comes into the studio, and she shakes my hand like a man. I mean, a hard handshake. And I I was like, wow, that's a handshake. Right. I didn't know her backstory. I didn't know she was planting evergreen trees on the tundra for her parents. And it was a hard life up there. So I put her on the air. And she's great, but I said, you know, this is amazing. I just saw you frolicking on the beach yesterday in your video. And she says, oh, really? Was I was I frolicking? You know? Yeah. And I thought, wow, attitude. I love it. <laughs> so all these years later, she writes the book, The Woman and Me. And she's talking about her first tour, how she's going to these radio stations. And she was talking about her video where she's frolicking uh-huh. on the beach. Where'd she get that? That's awesome. Yeah, so. See, so, yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story. Um, you know, 90s country music. Yes. Um, and, and I know we talked about how important to both of us it mm-hmm. really is because it, it's kind of what we grew up with. It's kind of our coming of age music, right? <clears throat> for for me, especially, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and you also. And, and, and so it's like hearing stories – uh, from the guys who were doing it then, you know, uh, of course, obviously, Shania is a giant star oh, yeah. um, and, and things like that. So uh, it's just neat how how you get to see the behind the scenes or, you know, you you, you kind of learn uh, mm-hmm. things that, that go on. And and as an artist, you know, now I, I, I know exactly what goes on. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like, oh, wow, you know, I guess Shania and them had to do the same thing I had to do, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't just come out of the box as being Shania Twain, yeah. you know, big megastar selling out arenas. You know, they started, you know, doing the the same radio tour stuff that uh, everybody does. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that was a great one. That was a great episode. I thought episode four was great. Just uh, when, when Roger does his, his Casey Kasem 
impression. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You yeah. Know? Um, but uh, definitely, guys, made, his voice was made for radio, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what he sounds like when he it's just speaking he, voice. Okay, and so here's another thing. that that is a That's a real thing. People have a radio voice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they, when they talk on the radio, it's very proper and everything is just like this and everything, you know, and yeah. it's all, and then when they, when you see them in person or whatever, they're like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's going on guys? You know, it's not, yeah. it's just like normal, but when they're on the radio, they have this big proper voice and, and, but Roger talks like that all the time. That's just yeah. his voice. He doesn't change it at all. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the opposite with me. Like I talk like this, like on a microphone and. By myself, I'm just like, yes, I will have a cheeseburger. Thank you. (laughs) What would you like to eat, AJ? I think I'll have a cheeseburger. I will take a large pizza (laughs) with pepperoni. Uh, That's good stuff. Good stuff. So that was episode number four was 90s Country. Now we move on to episode five. So we did a current events kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about things that were going on right at, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, you know, we we discussed the Morgan Wallen issue mm-hmm. and and um, was it what I can't remember all of it that we were to discuss, but that was one of the big ones. The other one. Um, um, T.J. Osborne. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, that uh, was from like Brothers right Osborne. At, yeah, yeah, coming out. And, you know, again... Again, I'll stand here and I'll say it. It doesn't matter to no. me. To me, if mm. you're gay or not or whatever, who cares? Yeah. I mean, if you're great at what you do, you're great at what you do. It doesn't yeah. doesn't affect. You know, your your sexual preference has no yeah. effect on it. You yeah. know, um, and maybe it is harder for them. I, I mean, because there's that stigma. Oh, you're gay or whatever. I, I guess now, but yeah, I think it's I, I think it's even lesser now. Now maybe mm-hmm. back in the day. Probably was a big deal. Well, you sure. know, probably would have been like, oh, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But anymore, I don't even know. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least everybody I'm around, right? You know, you're like, oh, so and so's gay. Oh, okay, okay, uh, good, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like not a big deal. But uh, anyway, so that was episode five, kind of the current event things that we talked about there. Mm-hmm. And um, episode number six, uh, I know. Uh, some people were like, man, I'm not a real big fisherman. But we had Kevin Rogers, professional fisherman, on, buddy of mine. Um, and, and it was it was good because a lot of people that I that I know that listened to it, that were like, you know, that's it's kind of true. You know, you don't really think about um, professional anglers or hunters. Um, and you don't you don't see and it's it's musicians as well. It, it goes us for us too. People see us on stage, and they see us performing. Mm-hmm. They don't see the other twenty-two hours of the day, right? What we're doing, traveling to get there, um, you know, tearing down, setting up, whatever. <clears throat> they don't see that side of it. Um, being away from home, being away from everything we know, really, yeah. basically, um, just and 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 it's kind of the same for hunters and fishermen. You know, the, sure. the they drive, you know, they get in their trucks and pull their boats to all these different lakes around the country. Mm-hmm. You know, and it might take them. I mean, Kevin lives here. In Missouri, so mm-hmm. like I was watching last very last night, I was watching the MLF on on TV, and um, well, they were like, "This guy's from Tennessee, this guy's from Ohio, this guy's from you know California." What? He drove all the way across the country to go fishing yep. at Lake Okeechobee in Florida, and and just to, to for the chance to win, you know, a fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars, which is a huge. Prize, sure. obviously, well, sure, yeah. But it's still, it's still that thing where 
you know, like um, they they have to drive all that way. Mm-hmm. So you obviously he didn't leave California and just drive to Florida to, just to fish. Right. I mean, there were stops along the way that he probably fished in different you know fisheries and stuff like that and different lakes and uh, rivers and things on the way. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, but you still you think about that. They're gone all the time. Yep. You know, they're away from home so much. You know, for their tour, whatever tour they're on, yeah. whether it's the 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 bass tour, the BASS or the MLF tour, whatever it is, the largemouth are really big here. The crappie are great here. Catfish are great here. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so they chase they chase that kind of thing. Uh, it's just like hunters, you know, elk season come, you know, you go out West and, uh, to elk hunt or whatever. And then you get different, uh, different opportunities to archery hunt elk or rifle hunt elk or, um, sheep or, you know, whatever you're, you're hunting and it's all at different times. So these guys are gone all the time, right? Just chasing, chasing the seasons, chasing the animals, just like fishermen, just like musicians. We're just chasing the next gig, you know, we're headed to the next gig. So it is I mean, it's it's a lot of fun, obviously, or you wouldn't do it. You right. know, you got to have fun, um, or it would be absolutely miserable, and no one would do it. But um, it is hard. It's hard. It's hard on your body. Mm-hmm. It's hard, you know, mentally. It's hard. Um, and, and and you know, people don't see that. And, and Kevin kind of he said it's not as it's not as sexy as what people think. You drive sure. for seven and a half hours, get out, get in the boat, fish for two days, hard as you can fish. Just to try to win, and well, you might win, you might not. Well, get back in your truck and you go again to the next right. one, trying it again. You know, yep. Ah, man. But anyway, that was that was a great episode for me just to hear that because it it kind of it crosses many many things. You know, as a as a outdoorsman or a musician or whatever, um, and and all that. So. So episode number seven. Now episode yes. number seven was kind of fun because we just got to go back and talk about being on the road, playing music, and mm-hmm. and first times out and all that. And you had you all my <laughs> your your first time out was was uh, was pretty funny and and just <laughs> <laughs> just because I mean the whole thing. A lot of people would would think, okay, I'm out. We're gonna go to Chicago. Oh my gosh, let's go to the pier. You know, let's go yeah. see. One of the great mu- the field museum because it's amazing and all that. Nope, no. I wanted I just, White Castle. I just wanted White Castle and some deep dish pizza and didn't get either one. I mm. mean, golly. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the guy wants what he wants. I guess. I guess so. It's the it's the little things, right? Yeah. AJ? It's yeah. the little things. Wasn't uh, nothing little about me back then. I was, a, <laughs> I was a big old boy. Well, now you've never been. You've never been a big guy. You know, you've never uh, been big. So, I mean, you might have weighed 20 pounds more than you do now, but (laughs) you've never been a big guy. Uh, So episode number eight. Yes. We had Daryl on, your cousin, friend of mine, graduated with him from Belton High School. Absolutely. um, Went on to play baseball in college. um, And now he's a college baseball coach um, and and just overall good guy. Avila. At Avila University. Boom. Boom. There it is. Uh, one thing that we want to pull up from his his uh, episode with Daryl was when he talked about you know trying out for the bigs. I mean, you know, he comes out of college, he does great. His junior senior year, he's just he's killing it. You know, throwing throwing the uh, great games as a pitcher, mm-hmm. and and so he gets his opportunity. Right, he sees this opportunity to play uh, professional baseball. Anyway, here's his. Uh, this is Daryl and, and talking about. Um, thinking he made the team already, and then getting there and realizing, man, this is just a try. <laughs> this is a tryout. 
Ultimately, I didn't get drafted, and but I had a had an offer from the River City Rascals. Yeah. Um, about halfway through my senior year at Pitt State. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, saying, "Hey, if you don't get drafted, you know, we would love to have you have you come, you yeah. know, come play." Right. So literally, I remember getting in the mail a contract for the Rascals. Well, I was still naive at the next level. You know, I get this contract. I think I'm. It's just, a done deal. I'm I on the team. Muted it. Yeah, uh, I muted have a contract. Yeah. So and um, so little did I know that when I showed up in St. Louis for you know training camp, so to speak, it was only about a week long. Right. Um, so soon, literally as soon as my last game was played, uh, my senior year, uh, less than a week later, I'm in St. Louis, and I'm you know I have this contract in hand. I'm getting out of the out of the car. And I see all these cars, literally. There was probably 100 cars in the parking lot. And I see these guys carrying Houston Astros bags and L.A. Dodger bags and <laughs> Boston Red Sox. I'm like, who are these guys? And little did I know, there was about 60, 70 guys that were all, quote-unquote, trying out for the Rascals. Ah. And here I am, just a, you know, college, you know, four-year, co- <laughs> yeah. three-year college starter, you know, thinking, you know, had a lot of accolades, whatever. In college, it didn't matter anymore. Right. You know, none of that stuff mattered anymore. Those yeah. plaques, it didn't matter a, a, a <laughs> hill of beans, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still, like, I'm naive. I'm like, and then it hits me. I'm like, these guys are former, like, big league guys pro guys you know guys that had so anyway i i get out there and um, first part off a little bit you know we we get jack clark it was our manager and uh dick schofield former angel shortstop (laughs) greg matthews former cardinals starting pitcher those were our three coaches and and so they talked to we're sitting in the stands there's probably like i said there's probably 75 80 of us Wow. And I'm looking, and then it's sinking in like, oh, I don't think I've actually made this team yet. <laughs> this yeah. contract got me there. Right. But I, don't, I haven't made this team yet. Uh-huh. And so then I'm just, you know, the heart starts pounding a little bit. It's like, man, I got to just do what I can, you know. Yep. So anyway, uh, long story short, um, I remember Greg Matthews calling all the pitchers, and there was probably 30, 35, 40 of us. Right. And so he told about 20 guys to go – just go set in the stands. And I was not one of those guys. I was with this other group. Right. Said, you guys warm up. You're going to get about 10 Do pitches. Do pull anything up from Love Songs? Okay. So I warm up. We'll just talk a little and bit. And so about the I had uh, my, my big pitch in college for me was a slider. Mm-hmm. So I get up. I, I warm up. Get up on the bullpen. There's another pitcher right beside me. We're kind of alternating pitches. Greg Matthews sitting there watching us. There's a couple other other people watching this as well and and um i know th- pressure yeah, yeah no exactly pressure, right <laughs> so i throw three or four fastballs and and greg stops me and he says hey what um what else do you throw i said uh, slider change up he said well let's see your slider so i threw one slider and he he said throw it one more time so i threw another slider and he said okay go sit over in the stands with those other guys so what had happened was Greg had already knew about these other guys oh, yeah. that had played in affiliated ball, you know, right. with different major league organizations. organizations right. They already had a little bit of a pedigree, you know. 
And here I am just coming from college, so he didn't know who I was. So, you know, the general managers who who contacted me about coming. And, right. But he's not the one cutting people. <laughs> cutting, yeah, he's not the one making decisions. So, anyway, I get over and I'm talking with the guys sitting down, and they're like, well, yeah, all those guys out there is pretty much have no shot at making this team. That's so right there. I mean, uh, that has to be just an eye open. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you could hear it even when he's telling the story. Like, oh wow, here he is. Yeah. Gets there, like, yeah, all right, cool. What are you guys doing here? You know, and then, <laughs> uh oh, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. They're yeah. trying to make this team. And uh, realizing that, oh, so my neck was literally just on the guillotine right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but when you got to perform, and here's the thing about it, athletes and and even musicians, and most of us were were competitive enough that you know, um, you know, when we're put to a task or you know, like challenged a little bit, we usually rise to that that occasion and 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 show off basically, you know, or show out anyway. And uh, so, yeah, that was a great story and just kind of funny. And now, you know, and then obviously the rest of his story goes on as coaching and sure. and all that and with the high school kids at first and then moving on up to the college level where he is now. And yeah. and uh, I don't even remember if we talked about the Devil Rays when he was scouting for the Devil Rays. He was I one don't of the, think so. He was one of the Devil Rays you scouts. Know, well, the other day I was riding with him in the, in the car and, and uh, we were talking more about like more stories and I'm like, man. You know, he should have told this story. Yeah. Should have told that story. Yeah. So we may have to have him back. We here might have. We'll soon. have him back on and yeah. have do another one. So Absolutely. episode nine. Yes. Now, now episode nine was we we had our our trying to make our list uh, of things and and love songs all genre didn't matter country rock pop it didn't matter right, right? Um, and you brought your top ten list of of love songs that you had and and as I started writing them down just thinking of love songs. Um, I couldn't, there's no way I could have a top 10. Just there were so many, there's so many love songs out there from all genres of music, mm -hmm. you know. And I know we missed a ton, and Daryl brought that to our attention <laughs> the other day. Uh, it was like, <laughs> yeah. how how could you, don't close your eyes, or, or no, yeah. was it don't close your eyes? Or, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, don't close your eyes. You know what I mean? It's like, how can you let that one get away? You didn't even say, that wouldn't even make anyone's list. And I'm like, yeah, but there was a thousand other ones that didn't make the list too, you know. But, um, yeah, that was that's hard, you know. Just you now, if we were more country, if it was just all country music that we right. were doing, probably would have figured that one out. Yeah, but just you know, going up as a broad, just all genres of love songs, you know that. Yeah, yeah we miss some. On that you one. guys, let us know if you like those top ten lists type shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, we could do those for. For sure. For days. Yeah. Um, and I think like the 80s mu uh, movies, I think that's going to be, that's going to have to be one because. Yeah. Before we started recording, we were talking about uh, like some different movies and there it just happened to yeah. be two movies from like the 80s. And I was like, man, we should do like a top it, 10 yeah, 80s, yeah. our favorite yeah, I know, I know list. the one that's going to be on the top of your list, which would be Pretty in Pink. That'll be the one. That's on top. <laughs> I've no. never seen it. <laughs> of course, The Breakfast Club. Never yeah, seen I, it. No, I've seen The Breakfast Club. But yeah, never seen Pretty. You know, that's a movie. Just real quick, that's a movie I never got into. The Breakfast Club. Really? Nope. Just didn't get it. I mean, it was like, eh, all right, whatever. Well, you know, it was just one of those ones. You know, just that mm -hmm. was another one of those kind of movies. Yeah. I don't know. Just never, never really. Uh, didn't really hit a chord with me like mm. some of the other ones did, but um, yeah, kind of like the um, 
the Harry Potter movies. I never got into those. I loved Harry Potter movies. Really? Dude, Hayden and Riley Good both Lord. like, I loved them. I don't know why. Um, it just, you know, mythical, magical kind of things, I guess. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, we now have sound effects. Yeah. Now, okay, what about Lord of the Rings? Was that one of you? It's same. You, same. I love Lord of the Rings, too. See, it, it's one of those, I, I think of those as like just the same thing. You know, wow. I just... So when we went to, uh, it was Disney, we went to Disney uh, in Florida and Universal there in Florida, and we went to Harry Potter's, whatever that town was called, where, you know, you would go to Dumbledore for whatever, where the school where he went or whatever. It was awesome because it looked just like the movie. Really? Oh, it's amazing. The town where you walk through and and the kids, it was awesome because the kids had their, their Harry Potter wands, and if you pointed at certain things, things happen. Anyone. You just point it at the water fountain and poof, water fountain takes off. You know, you think it's awesome. You know, uh, but it was really cool just seeing how how movie like that thing was. And you yeah. can go in the stores and buy the the weird candies and stuff they have in the movies. It's all in there in the store. It's really cool. I thought yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was it was fun for us, but but um anyway. Okay, number ten. We're uh moving on to number ten. This was our first responders. Um, yes, this was our, actually our first on location very, show. Yeah, our I'm, first show out of the we, basement. We can, do, yeah, <laughs> we can do that now. We can do that. We yeah. can we can go places now, um, a little easier uh, sure. with our, our new uh, new equipment. Um, but but we went to uh, West Peculiar Fire and mm-hmm. uh, talked to my buddy Bobby Speary, who's a captain there, or the chief, uh, Captain Chief. He's the chief uh, of the fire department there. Um, and, and it, you know what, I, Bobby, I've known him for years and years and he's a great guy. He worked, uh, for the city of Belton when mm-hmm. I was at the city of Belton, he worked for the city of Belton, uh, in the fire department. Um, and he started actually in the street department, uh, where I ended up for the city. Uh, and then he switched over to the fire department over there and, and, um, you know, had, he's had a great career. He's been doing it for almost 30 years now i mm-hmm. guess 20 some years now in the fire department so wow. um yeah he <laughs> bobby is something he, it is a, he's well God. i was telling you earlier i had more like just people either calling me and or uh, not calling me but either texting me or just in conversation they're like man the uh, yeah the uh the chief there on the the fireman podcast man that guy was awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he just jumped in and just yeah and he, went to town yeah and he, he's not short of a story that's for <laughs> that's sure for sure not short of stories that's for sure uh, but uh you know so and and we're when we were talking you you said you said people were like what about the Tybo thing <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna play this clip we'll play this clip bobby's talking about when he first got into the fire academy this is what they did. This is kind of how they started their day and started their morning in the fire academy when he went through. Um, so, yeah, take a listen. This is this is great. I went to a fire academy that was about three to four months long. We went every day, eight hours a day. Right. Uh, um, trained every day in the towers. It was a great opportunity. And, you know, a 20-something kid, I thought, oh, wow. Wow, you know, talk about uh, not wanting to grow up. Right. So uh, Fire Academy really starts out with the most. You start out, for me, we did classroom work during the day, mm-hmm. um, mid-morning. We started our morning with workouts. Right. There's the irony in it. 40 guys, mm-hmm. 
first thing in the morning doing Tybo. Because that at the time was, I'm not dating myself, but um, Tybo was an end thing. So there's 40 firemen lined up trying to do Tybo, right? Billy Blanks That's is out right. there. You're out there. That's right. Three different ones. Beginner, intermediate, yeah. advanced. We started with beginner the first day. Guys are kicking you guys next to them. Guys are falling down. I thought we were going to lose half the class to injuries. You know. I'm just. It doesn't. That really doesn't surprise me that he, he was involved in any of that. It doesn't. It just, it just doesn't surprise me at all. That's just good stuff. Yeah. Starting with Tybo. Oh, my God. Anyway, that was a that you know what that was a um, for me it was kind of a, a I, I really enjoyed that the uh, first responder thing. We're gonna have to do that one again. We're gonna go, mm-hmm. we'll go to a different maybe do a fire, uh, police station yeah. you know or something like that. We'll, we're gonna continue that because I do believe that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of great stories that come uh, from first responders because uh, the things they see, mm-hmm. good and bad. And, right. and and that you know, I, and I don't want to get in too many bad stories, just because it's it is bad. You know, yeah. a lot of things that they see are, are terrible, and and uh, you know that these men and women have to deal with that on a daily basis. And and they talked about it in that episode of losing one of their guys, mm-hmm. um, and then the cat. Yeah, the cat that came back. That was probably my favorite story out of the whole thing. Yeah, man, and 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 uh, just so. That whole thing with with first responders, I think uh, they don't get enough praise uh, from us and and as as citizens in the, you know, um, in the towns and, and cities where we live. I don't think uh, they don't they don't get the praise they should they should get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and listen, I'm not saying that all first responders are great people, and I'm not saying that they're you know the best firemen out there or the best police officers. There's turds in every every um every bowl every bowl right <laughs> i mean you get you get what yeah. you get sometimes but the majority i would say the vast majority of these people men and women um are truly really good people mm-hmm. and they're just trying to help and they're sure. just doing a job yep you know uh, a lot of these guys especially firemen um i know a lot of firemen are are generational you know grandpa great grandpa mm-hmm. dad i mean they're just brothers and cousins i mean that is a uh, it's it's a, a way of life for a lot of those people, and same with with law enforcement. I know yeah. a lot of police officers; their dad and grandpa were police officers, and that's why they're police officers. Right. You know, um, and 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 that's all they've ever wanted to do. Went to high school with the kid. I mean, he knew immediately he was going to be a police officer. He joined the the uh, police uh, academy in high school where they do the training on the weekends and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, kind of getting their foot in the door with yeah. with that. And and uh, uh, he's still a, a Belton police officer now, I think. Or he, he might have retired, actually. I don't know. But anyway, so th- that was a good episode. Uh, and you get, like you said, there was some bad in there. You got to hear some of the bad stuff and how – and you can hear it. I, I know sometimes even with the cameras on, you can kind of see us talking or laughing or whatever. But um, I don't know if you can see their eyes. But when you when they were telling some of these stories, you could see it in their eyes. You could see that there's a lot going on mm-hmm. back there, yeah. and and they protect themselves as much as they can from that um, when they see the bad things. And sure. uh, you know, but anyway, that was that was one of my favorite episodes right there. Just the the fire on the first responders, and plus, you know, Bobby's just he's a lunatic. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so episode number eleven went to our buddy uh, 
uh, Brad Burrow at, at Real Media KC. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Just crazy wow. Crazy place they got over there, man. It is amazing. Um, they I, Everything they do. You know, and I and before we went, I was looking up. Okay, they can do this. They do this visual stuff. They do this visual, and they do these uh, video conferences and mm-hmm. schools and different things like that that they do. But they also do oh, so many in overlays on videos, and sure. they can do everything: voiceovers and music. And I mean, they have a recording, a full recording studio there. They mm-hmm. have, I mean, you can almost do. You could shoot a movie yeah. in that one building. Yep, with all, it's amazing. It is amazing. And Brad was so nice, man. He was um uh, just salt of the earth kind of guy. Sure. Started um and, and and you know, has has a degree and he was doing his thing and then just realized that, man, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. I want to be a musician. And he left, just kind of left his his job and said, I'm playing music now for a living. Uh, you know, and and, and it's like Wow. Okay. And then he tell <laughs> when he's telling that story, I'm just sitting there going, "Hmm." You went to college, and then just said, "Yeah, screw it. I'm out. I'm yep. doing. I'm doing the music thing." And that's what he did. And and you know, did that for a long time. And then okay, the the thing with the cassette or the videotapes. Yeah. Wasn't that nuts? Was that not crazy? Yeah. I mean, so blockbuster video, obviously. We, they're everywhere. They were everywhere. I was not anymore. But um, and you go rent a, a movie on a VHS, you know, tape, and then you take it home. You got it for two or three days or whatever, and whatever. And sometimes the little gates would break. Yep. And and he figured out a way to fix them. Yeah. I used to fix those when I was a little kid. And yeah. and he made a business out of it. Yep. And he had all, like, how many block, I mean, it was like all Missouri, basically, Texas, and all, I mean, just from all around the country, they were sending him boxes and boxes (laughs) of broken (laughs) VHS tapes, and he was fixing them. Yeah. And it's like, wow. I, I, you know, people like that. People, people who are, who are, um, you got the word. I, I I do, but I can't. I know I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> you tried. Last I tried it, and and it, and you know, my wife just. I told her about it, and she just read. You know, like, oh, it's this. I can't say it. So anyway, um, when 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 you have those entrepreneurs, I I can say that, <laughs> but the entrepreneurial. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that when you have that <laughs> gene in your in yeah. in you know. Um, for people like that, who who can do that? Who can take a chance and just go out on a limb? Like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, I'm not that guy. Yeah, no sir. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, hmm, that's interesting. I maybe, probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but anyway, for him to to go out and just take a chance, say this is what I'm doing now, fixing VHS tapes, then getting buying a camera and buying some editing equipment. And then doing yeah. just video editing yeah. and shooting Chiefs games. Yep. You know, and then getting his company just kind of building and building and building on a from a guy who just said, "Hey, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to do it." Yep. The 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 guts and the the intestinal fortitude you got to have to be driven that way. Yeah. To to be driven enough to go, I'm going to make this succeed. However, I have to do yeah. it. 
you it, know, uh, and to be where he is today. Starting from where he started and to what he has built today is amazing, man. Yeah, it definitely takes some fortitude. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> it's like it, that. Just listening to him talk and and you know, what he's built and, and what he continues to, like his growth, like the movie that he's going to make about the basketball guy. We didn't even talk about it, yeah. but he was telling us about it. The guy who kind of created basketball, he was going to do his whole story. And just like, you know, he has the rights to it now. And they're they're going to do this big documentary movie about it. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. You going to play the, the basketball guy? Yeah, I, I told him <laughs> I needed to be in acting in it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's only that's really the only part I couldn't do is be a basketball player. Sure, too short and fat, but maybe even not back then. Who knows? Well, you know what I mean? Never know. Anybody could have played. You know, yep. um, absolutely. And then that was our last of the of yeah. the seasonal episodes, man. Absolutely. So, all right. I I mean I don't know. You have anything you want to add? Anything you you think of anything right now that you could say? Yeah, you know what? We need to talk about that. Or I'll think of something on the way home. Oh yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll go downstairs and want to eat something and be like, oh, we should have talked about that. No, uh, but uh, we're we'll be back in what a couple weeks or yeah, I mean, like a week. I think I yeah. think we just kind of get our head together. Let's put a put another season together and, and yeah. go out and get it and we're uh, try to figure out some um, some lighting. Here in the room, some yeah, uh, you know, some figure stuff. Out where to where to put all this? You know, position the. I got I got the some cameras. I got and, some craziness that I have so much stuff in this room yeah. that we got to put up, and, and and some of it's not going to be able to go up on the walls or on the shelves and stuff. But I'm going to try to get as much of it up as I can. I have deer heads and things like that. My wife <laughs> want me to get out of other rooms, and I'm like, I just have any room in there for yeah. it, but. Um, Anyway, yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I uh, again, season one, I think it was good. I think we're learning. I think yeah. we're getting better. Absolutely. I, think. I don't know. Maybe not. Hell, I don't know. But yeah. I leave think we're some, getting better. And leave us some feedback. Absolutely, know? guys. Listen, we need feedback. That that helps us grow uh, and helps our podcast. Helps us. And if you guys want to hear uh, anything about anything, um, just let us know. Uh, Shoot us a, a, a message and, and um, make sure you follow all of our social media stuff. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which Absolutely. that's where all the videos go. Uh, make sure you do leave us a five-star rating and leave us a written review. If you could please leave us, leave us a little written review um, with, with all of them, and that would be great, great. And then tell all your friends and uh, all their friends to... To uh, like and subscribe our podcast, the Sweet Live Podcast, man. So I think season one was good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good. I think that's a good, great launching point. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to season one. Go back and check out all the former episodes, the past episodes, um, and let us know what your favorite one was. And uh, yeah, like in a week, we'll have some more new episodes, new season. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you and talk to you all then. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.